Welcome to the Fields of Success podcast, where you go behind the scenes with financial planner, business owner, and rural Ontarian, Brian Hilt, to hear stories of how successful entrepreneurs navigated the challenges on the path to success, and get insights from business consultants and professional advisors about continuing to grow and operate a successful business. Here's your host, Brian Hilt. Greetings and welcome to the Fields of Success podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hilt. Today, I'm excited to have a special guest on the podcast to talk about social media and using social media to promote uh, one's business. So thanks for coming on the podcast, Nicole. It's great to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to this because I have social media accounts for my practice, but I'm certainly probably not using them to their potential. So this is as much for me as the listeners, and I'm excited to learn a lot from you. So to start off, why don't you give an overview of your background and then your business as well? Sure. Uh, so I started AIM Social four years ago. I was actually waiting for my college program to start. Um, so I started in January instead of the normal September. And so I was trying to find something that I could kill a little bit of time with before it started. And I put an ad out on Kijiji. So that's like the American equivalent of Craigslist and uh, put an ad out on the air and uh, ended up getting my first client three weeks later. So by the time I started uh, school, I already had a few clients. And by the time I graduated, I had enough clients that didn't make sense to go get a typical nine to five. So I decided to make a go of it and uh, never really looked back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're an unintentional entrepreneur then. Absolutely. Yeah. I just thought it was going to be a part-time job just for a, a month or two. And uh, I'm happy with how it turned out. <laughs> Very good. So then give us an idea of where AIM Social Media is now. Like, do you have other employees? Are you a one-person shop? Yeah. Yeah. So we have an amazing team. Everybody's virtual, which is really nice. Everybody can work from home and make their own hours as long as everybody's meeting deadlines, which uh, I'm, I have the best team. They're really amazing. So uh, we're kind of all over the place in that sense. Um, But uh, we've, we've worked with such a wide variety of different people and businesses and industries. Um, So it's constantly, we're constantly learning about different businesses. it's, It's a lot of fun. Very good. And how long has it been then since you started the company? So for just over four years now. Very good. Mm-hmm. And how many employees do you have? Uh, there's four people on my team. Very good. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, good work. That's exciting. So let's talk a little bit. I could I could ask you a lot of questions about your business in particular, and maybe the time will come for that, maybe another episode. But specifically on this episode, I wanted to talk about social media marketing and kind of pull some of your insights out of you. So let's discuss uh, some current trends in social media marketing. Um, And by that, I guess, you know, what channels do you see certain demographics using that type of thing? Sure way. Yeah. Um, Okay. So in terms of different, I guess, uh, current trends for social media. So one of the biggest things that we're seeing is video. And so all the different, a lot of the platforms can be using video. Uh, So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, even now you can do video there, Twitter. Um, So we're seeing video. So like Facebook live, people sharing on Facebook live and having, I've heard of a financial planner in the States that has like a Monday minute on Facebook live and they basically sit in their living room and talk. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So the way, the reason why this works so well, especially on Facebook for Facebook live, Facebook loves Facebook. So if you're using their platform to produce videos um, and doing Facebook lives, they're actually going to put your content out to more people, not just that video, but all the rest of your content as well. So if you're consistently doing those Facebook lives, you're going to see a lot of really amazing results that way. Um, And live video performs so well because um, there are two reasons. The first is pattern interrupts. So any video, when you're scrolling through Facebook, for example, if it's just a block of text, you're going to see it, but you're not really going, it's not going to catch your attention. But if you see a moving video, it's going to, it's going to slow you down. It's going to try to catch your attention. Um, Especially if there's bright colors in there, then it's really going to, it's going to stop you and you want to see what's going on. So pattern interrupts a big reason for using live video. Um, But the other really nice thing about live video is that uh, people feel they're more connected to you. It's real time marketing. It's not um, something you pre-created and made it all perfect and pretty and then put it out. A lot of times it's real moments, um, real things happen when children run in the background or things all over. <laughs> it's, it's real and it's authentic and people connect with that. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that when I started looking at podcasting that appealed to me is it's, it's a casual conversation. Let's sit down and chat. It doesn't, it's not so rehearsed. I mean, in our case, we talked for three minutes before we started recording here. So I don't know what you're going to say and you don't really know a hundred percent what I'm going to ask. And that's part of the beauty of it. Exactly. So what about, I wonder when I started, I've been on Facebook since I was in college, which would have been say 2006 mm-hmm. and it was the fad and it was for a long time and they added a whole bunch of things and I'm 31 now. It doesn't seem that that my friends are as active on social media anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, at least Facebook, I'm not on Instagram. So are there trends where certain demographics are shifting from one platform to another platform? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so Instagram's pretty big right now. So a lot of people uh, say that every all the younger generation for, moved from Facebook to Instagram when their parents joined Facebook. So you see that a little bit. At the same point, um, so Facebook has such a wide demographic of people that are on there um, that you can reach so many people. So 88% of online users are actually on Facebook between the ages of 18 and 29. And then 84% are between the ages of 30 and 49. Wow, that's crazy. And the, the numbers are staggering for how many people worldwide are on Facebook. Just blows my mind. Absolutely. So. To follow along that channel a little bit, I guess, so I'm in financial services and I'm just going to use me because I can and I guess that's just the only reason why. So I'm in financial services and let's say the typical financial advisor is marketing to somebody 45 or older. Mm -hmm. So what platform should they be focusing on? Uh, so for the industry, I would definitely say LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's really great for business to business and service providers. Um, and it's a more professional network versus something like Instagram. Every platform has its benefits and depending on the age group that you're trying to reach, that kind of varies. Twitter would be also would uh, potentially be a good one. Um, but LinkedIn is the main one that I would highly suggest uh, to be utilizing. Okay. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. That's how we connected originally. So certainly feel free to review my profile and let me know. For sure. Um, so I didn't send you this question at all ahead of time, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So 
it's one thing to put content out, I guess, uh, let's just say for Facebook, it's one thing to put a post out and even to get some people to share it and to comment on it, you can boost it and then you can see how many people say view it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get people to like your page. It's like they're afraid that when they like it, they're going to get spammed with a whole bunch of things that they don't want to see. So if I'm putting information on Facebook now, how do I actually, how do you typically see success for people converting that into a conversation with a real person? Absolutely. So one of the things businesses kind of get caught up in or brands in general is they they put this content out, but they're not doing the engagement side of things. So I always laugh because social media, it literally says social in the statement. Um, but a lot of people aren't. They put the content out there and that's it. So the engagement is a huge part of that. If you're engaging with your audience, you're building those relationships with your followers and then they're going to want to follow you or like your page. Um one of the nice things, especially on Facebook, um, is if you're producing high quality content and it's engaging or, uh, so there's the three E's, there's education, engagement, and entertainment. So if you're doing one of those three things, people are going to engage with your posts. They're going to comment on it. And when they do that, Facebook actually has the ability for you to invite them to like your page, um, even if they're not on your friends list. So it's kind of cool. It's a great way to kind of grow uh, authentically and organically without having to pay for likes. That's not something I, we suggest that you do, uh, because you don't usually get the same engagement. You're not building those relationships. You're just collecting numbers at that point. Yeah. I remember one post that I had, it was a somewhat humorous one and it went pretty good for me, I thought. And I went through all the likes and there were say 200 or something like that. And I went through and I invited every single one Mm-hmm. And I probably got one of them. Oh, so, no. <laughs> I don't know if they're just sitting out there yet where they, you know, click the notification, get rid of it, and it's still sitting there. But man, I really thought I would get a few more out of that. Anyways, so to go back to some of the questions that I sent you that you've actually had a chance to prepare for, maybe answer the question. There's a lot of people maybe who are listening to this episode who are not on social media. And so, maybe answer the question from a business perspective, why should they be on social media? Absolutely. So uh, one of the biggest things is competitive advantage. So by being on social media, you're going to be more visible. People are going to be able to find you in this day and age. People, when they need to find information, they're not going to pull out a phone book. Uh, they're not going to be looking at billboards or pulling out a newspaper. They're going online to find the information and Google is amazing. And it's definitely, um, one where a lot of people will start, um, but especially millennials, they go to Facebook. That's where they're going to find uh, the information because, and specifically millennials, and I'm a millennial, so I can, I can talk about that um, and relate with that a lot. If we go on Facebook, we know exactly where to find the phone number or find the website on on Facebook. But if we have to go to your website and search for it, we're going to give up. We're going to go to someone else that is easier to find. So if being on, on social media in general is a really great way to do that. The other uh, nice thing about using social media is that every time your business is on any of these different platforms, your search engine visibility is there. So people are able to find your business easier. Uh, so, and especially if you're using those keywords. So for my business, I luck, I wasn't intentional, but I put social media marketing in the name of my business. So when somebody types in social media marketing in Windsor, Ontario, which is where we're from, they are the whole first page is just all of our social media. You can find us everywhere. 
which is perfect because now when people search for it, we're the company that they call and get a hold of because we've completely dominated that first page of Google with their social media. So being on social media has so many benefits, but that's a really easy one that you can do just by having a presence online. Very good. So to follow that up then, so somebody who doesn't have social media presence for their business right now, Mm -hmm. um, they can create a page on Facebook, they can make a LinkedIn profile, they could be on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. So let's say they go, they get that set up. How much time or activity do you think that they should be spending a week to keep that active and not just let it get dormant? And I think you know, I've, I've had it before. I think I fall under millennial as well. And where I go on and you put a business in on Facebook and, or you even Google it and it comes up with some listing and it actually comes up and it's not actually the page or it might be, but it has like one visitor or one like, and you don't even know if it's actually their official page. So Mm -hmm. how do people, like how much is the right amount, I guess, to please the algorithms in the back? Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing that I can say is be consistent. So whatever you're going to do, just make sure that you're being consistent. So if you can't commit to posting every single day, then don't. Um, spread that content out, post once or twice a week. Um, as long as you're being consistent in that and producing content fairly regularly, then you're going to see the results. Um, and if you're posting and you're being active, then people are going to try, they'll be able to see that this is the official account, whether you have 10 likes or a thousand, um, you're going to be able to see that because you're producing that content and you're being active, especially if you're engaging. So if somebody comments on a post on your Facebook page, for example, then by responding back to them, people are going to see that you're engaging. You're not just putting that content out. Um, and that's a really great way of showing that you are actually there. The worst thing you can do is post for three weeks every day and then stop for two months. Um, so people are going to see that. And a lot of times if I see that, I question if whether the business is even open anymore. Did they close? So I just kind of uh, assume that they're either, they're not being intentional about their social media and uh, they're not really trying to build those relationships with their followers or they're no longer in existence. So like, you got to be careful with that. The other thing too is that the algorithm, so the brain of Facebook or the brain of whatever platform you're on, uh, it recognizes when you've done that and it'll actually put your page back to back to start uh, like zero. So you have to restart that whole process again of convincing the algorithm that what you're posting is engaging and it is something that's worthwhile putting into people's news feeds. Wow. Uh, sometimes scary, I think, how much <laughs> they they know in the background. You think when you scroll through and you stop on a video, but you don't actually click on it, and they know that you stopped and you watched it for this many seconds and this and that. It's kind of creepy, um, <laughs> kind of cool in a way too, but yeah. Mm. So to follow that up, I'm going to ask specifically on Facebook, in your experience, there's the boosting posts, yes. and then you can select a demographic and such. Is that something that you recommend doing? And if so, like what type of thing would you recommend boosting? Yeah. So one of the, if you're going to boost, so there's boosting and then there's running ads. So they are separate. They're, they fall under the same umbrella, but they're two different concepts. So if you're boosting, that would be something that you've already posted. So if you've already posted it, the content that I would boost is the content that's already been engaged on. People are commenting, people are 
uh, reacting to that, whether it's a like or the heart or all the different reactions you can do on Facebook. So if they're engaging with that content, then it's content that's resonating with people. And then when you boost it, it's going to resonate with more people. So those are the posts that I would do. Um, you do have to be careful when you are doing any paid advertising on Facebook. It's 25% of the image or the video uh, can have wording in it and the rest cannot. So if you if the whole image is words, it's not going to get approved. Um, so you want to make sure that that's one of the things. And bright colors as well. Those catch people's attention. Orange is the best color, apparently, <laughs> that you can use. It catches people's attention every time. So using orange or yellow, they're bright colors and they it gets people's attention, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what I should have known before I made my logo, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, so for anybody who's developing a logo, put oranges and yellows and that type of thing in your logo. So I have a lot of questions that I could answer. I'm going to kind of circle to one. Once again, I apologize. This isn't one I sent you ahead of time. So we're millennials, and mm-hmm. I don't know the demographic of all my listeners yet, but let's say that you want to have a house built. Mm-hmm. So how would you go about finding a builder to build your house? Because that's, I guess, if you're thinking rural Ontario, and the reason I ask that question is whether it be plumbing or building, or there's a lot of trades and such who would say, well, people don't, my type of clients aren't going to find me through social media. So I guess maybe the the other question that is just, What's your response to that? Like, why should they still be on social media and such? For sure. Okay. So if I was trying, if I wanted to build a house, the first thing I'm probably going to do besides ask uh, my dad or, or somebody like I know physically right there is I'm going to go on Facebook and say, Hey, does anybody know any companies that you've used that are really bad, that they've been great to work with? Um, and I'm going to post that. Uh, we say it all the time. Um, uh, I think in the last week I posted like four or five different times. I was looking for shoes. I was looking for a restaurant. I was in a city I'm not from asking, where do I go? What do I, where do I go to find these products or which business is the best business to use? And so you can do that specifically on Facebook and you can get recommendations for that. So um, people can leave those comments, but if the business has a business page, you can actually tag their page right there. And Facebook makes it so easy to do. So having a presence online, people can link to you right there. we're such a fast paced society that if I know, um, Joe Schmo's down the, the road, he, he's got this business, but he's not on social media. I'm not going to go out of my way to find the phone number and the website. I'm just going to type the name of the business and leave it there. I'm not going to go and do the research for the person. Um, but if he has a Facebook page, then I'm going to tag that page and it's going to make it really easy for the person to find it. So once a bunch of people have commented, it's the pages, it's the businesses that have those pages that they're going to check out first because it's easy. It's not, they don't have to go out of their way to find that information. Yeah. So I think you got a, a really important thing that I want to kind of flesh out just a little bit for the listeners. And that being, it's not necessarily that you're going to do advertising and people are going to click on it and they're going to reach out and say, hey, build my house. Mm-hmm. But it makes it easy for me to say, hey, I had a really great experience with XYZ company. Here's a link to their page. And then they can go to the page then and engage. So mm-hmm. being it's not as much okay that ABC Construction's doing a lot of really great blog posts or this or that. They might post pictures of some of the projects they've done and stuff. But it makes me as a consumer who maybe use their services, it makes it easy for me to go, hey, it was great. Here's their page. Now they go on, they see your pictures. 
I can speak from my personal experience. I have a kind of a project I'm working on now where I wanted somebody to do roofing. And so I Googled, you know, shingling, roofing near my town. And it came up with a company in their Facebook page. So I clicked on it. I actually sent them the message through Facebook, communicated with them through. They got the quote. They sent me it as an attachment in a Facebook message. I've never communicated with them any other way. And uh, Mm -hmm. they're scheduled to do the job for me. But had they not had the Facebook page, I would have went to the one who had an easy way. Now, it might have ended up being a website, but I wasn't going to pick up the phone. I was going to send an email or something. Exactly. (laughs) Which is a personal pet peeve of mine. (laughs) If you have an email address, check it. Yes. I bet I sent 20 emails over the course of the last few months to the info at, and Mm. I never get a response. They never seem to check it or whatever the case may be. So getting back on track a little bit with the questions that I put down for you, there seems like there's trends, there's different things, there may be, okay, maybe now one of the trends is people doing the live thing. How do people kind of stay ahead or stay on the leading edge so that, okay, Facebook Live is a popular thing. And now when I start doing that, actually something else is, and I'm always the one chasing. (laughs) Yeah. So social media changes so fast. Um, I think it was about a month ago, Instagram made a change to their, their app, like every day for like a month. And every time I go in, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they've changed this and they've added this. And, um, they're very, they're very good at doing that and keeping things up to date. Um, but social media, it changes so fast. Uh, so I guess the best thing you can do is find businesses that kind of talk about that, um, or different brands that are talking about those changes and follow them, uh, would be a good one. A lot of people don't have hours of time to stick, stay up to date on the different trends, right? So finding which platforms you're comfortable with or which platforms are going to be best for your business and then focus on those ones and pay attention to those trends. It's a really great way to do that as well. Okay. Very good. I find for myself, it's helpful if I make a schedule ahead of time, even so that you just... And this isn't necessarily how to stay ahead of trends, but how to just manage it is if you make a schedule ahead of time, then you're not sitting there halfway through the day going, oh, should I post something or not? I really don't know. Am I going to miss a client if I don't post anything right now? Mm-hmm. Where if you just have it laid out ahead of time and and I, I'm not going to recommend a specific service because like I'm a baby when it comes to this is, uh, but I do use Hootsuite. Yes. Um, So that I have it all linked so I can make the same post and it can post on multiple channels, um, which saves some time, except for Twitter kind of can be a pain because it always ends up saying your post is too long. You need to shorten it. (laughs) But anyways, so I guess let's talk a little bit about how you work with customers with your company, because what I'm gathering from the conversation is, okay, businesses should have a presence on social media. Mm-hmm. In some way, shape, or form, if you want to grow your business, you should have a presence on social media, which it almost goes without saying that maybe you should have a website to go with that. Anyways, so, okay, if we say that that's the truth, and then now you got to be somewhat active on social media and you have to keep posting some sort of something to keep <laughs> the algorithms happy. I have a feeling that's where your business comes in to help people with that so that they can say, okay, my time's better spent over here doing what I'm good at, which may be swinging a hammer or maybe talking to people about their financial planning. And 
now here, help me with social media. Yeah. So tell me how you, your company works with people and what that typically looks like. Yeah. So before we really do anything else is we try to learn as much as we can about your business. So we have a series of questions we ask, um, so we kind of figure out if it's going to be a right, we're the right fit for what you're looking for, but then we just try to learn as much as we can about your business. So that way we essentially, we know your business in and out as much as we can for just coming and walking in and uh, trying to learn, uh, everything fairly quickly because you don't want to take six months to learn the business and then <laughs> get started, right? Um, but asking lots and lots of questions, learning about who your dream client is and who are your dream customer is and who do you want to work with and really learning uh, what that is and who that is. Then we can kind of figure out what platforms you need to be on and how much you can commit to. Um, so if you want to be everywhere, you can do that. Or if you just want to focus on what platform, depends on what stage of a business you're what stage your business is in, um, but figuring out what platforms we want to focus on. And then we create the strategy of that. So what kind of content do we want to post? What, how many, how often are we doing Facebook lives or different lives on the different platforms, different videos? Are you blogging? Are we setting up some sort of sales funnel to get people from your social media into your business and creating that whole process through? So finding out what it is that you need and then creating the whole entire strategy. And then we get started and we implement it. One of the other things that we do is we go back through each of the platforms and make sure everything's completely optimized. Um, sometimes you set up your Facebook page when you're getting started and you put a bunch of information in and then it's up there and six months or a year later, a lot of the stuff is not the same anymore. You're, the amount of times we look through and we're like, hey, is this still your address, your business? We're like, oh no, we moved like five years ago. And I'm like, it's probably why people can't find you. <laughs> so yeah. going through all of that, making sure the websites are correct and um, all the calls, call to actions, the phone numbers, making sure all of that is completely optimized and up to date, all the right information is there. Because uh, you want to make things as easy as possible for your followers so that way they can find you and connect with you. Yeah. Very interesting. Trying to sort through in my head what questions I should ask. This one's been burning at my mind. And so I'm going to ask it and hope that you know the answer. Sure. Call it getting some free information or something <laughs> like that. So I always find it interesting if I say am looking for something at Home Depot and I go on their website. As mm -hmm. soon as I go back to my Facebook page, I start seeing Home Depot ads. Yes. Which means that if I need something off Vistaprint or whatever the case may be, I, knowing that that's going to happen, can go to the website and then go right back to Facebook page and usually get a discount code. <laughs> yep. So how do I do that? So that when people go and they say, <laughs> okay, near this town looking for financial planner, that they go back to their Facebook and now they see me. Yes. So it, th what they have on their website is it's something called a Facebook pixel. So it's a tiny dot of code that you put onto your website. So as soon as somebody goes to their website, it's tagged it. So when you, then when you go back to uh, Facebook, all those are ads. So they're not organic posts. So they're paying for you to see those ads, but you can pay target specifically people who have been to the website in the past. And so it's retargeting those people over there. Uh, so the best thing that you can do, especially as somebody, if somebody's getting started with a business or they're an entrepreneur, get that pixel on there as soon as possible to start collecting the data. Because not only uh, can you retarget people, but you can actually create lookalike audiences. So take the people who have been on your website and then say, I want to find more people like those people. Because if those 
this demographic and this uh, group of people have been to your, your website, it's safe to say that there's probably other people in that demographic as well. You can create that lookalike audience and then target all of them. So you're getting the, t- the type of people who are already interested in your business. Interesting. So if my website's, say, administered through 20 over 10 or mm-hmm. whatever company, I would need to reach out to them and see have them get that Facebook pixel there somehow so that I can start getting that information and doing the redirects and such. Um, because that would be, mm-hmm. I think, really interesting. And I guess in my business, I think of it as, okay, if I'm going to hold an event where I'm going to talk about whether you should take CPP at age 60 or at age 65 or at age, defer it till age 70, who do I want to get in the chair? Well, if within an hour of me, I can get 10 people who have typed in, when should I take my CPP? And now they all of a sudden are seeing that, oh, I happen to be having a seminar on that topic. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. So anyways, I guess that's something for me to work on. This question is one that I sent you ahead of time, and we've kind of addressed it a little bit, I guess, but um, it is something yet that I think you can maybe speak a little more on. That's with the plethora of advertising that is on social media now, does advertising on social media work? Or is it a fact of, well, I guess maybe advertising by redirecting, maybe I just answered that question. But I, I mean, when I think of myself, like I scroll, scroll, scroll through and there's ad after ad after ad sometimes. And I'm like, oh man, there's so many ads on here that people sometimes, I wonder if they just become like immune to them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, maybe just address that question a little bit. For sure. So when, uh, that's actually a question that we get quite a bit. And uh, so it's a very common question. So if you're thinking about traditional types of marketing, so if you're driving down the road, there's billboards everywhere, right? Um, Think about like Times Square, there's so much advertising, but yet people are still doing it. Why are they doing it? Because it works. So yes, there's tons of advertising on social media, but the nice thing about, and the difference between having a billboard and having uh, social media is that that tar- you can target that audience to only target the people that are actually going to potentially need your products and services. So targeting the right demographics, the type of people you can target. There's so many options there. You can target the behaviors of the people, the different types of jobs or businesses that they run, uh, what industry they're in. Your options are so, there's so many different options to be able to really figure out where your niche is and then target those specific people. Um, So you're not mass marketing, you're being able to really target the people that you want to work with. Yeah, (laughs) I'm chuckling because I was recently looking for somebody to drill a well for me, Mm -hmm. total random side note. And I have for years driven by and I see these signs put up at the end of people's driveways when they have a house built or whatever, and everybody who's involved puts their sign up. And -hmm. I always chuckled myself and said, why are you putting the money into that? And then go figure when I need a well drilled, (laughs) I'm driving down the road and guess what? I just so happen to see it. So I stop, take a picture of it, call the people and they end up drilling two wells for me. So Mm -hmm. I guess I was doubtful before, but you know, the repetition of seeing it over and over, it's the same principle basically is what you're saying. It just is a matter of, they see it. It's almost subliminal in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. So you've explained when you're working with people, you sit down, you gather a lot of information and such, you put a plan together and then you execute on that. 
so I guess maybe to flesh that out a little further, do you basically learn so much about the business that you're composing the posts and you're actually making the posts for people then? So you take that burden off of them as well? Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on what the business needs. Some, uh, especially personal brands, they can be really tricky because you really have to sound like them, which we've done. And it's a lot of fun, but you really got to put yourself into their, their head and their mind and really know them really well. But so it depends on the business and the type of business, but yeah, we, a lot of times create the content, the, the copy and the graphics for them or the videos, or whatever that is. The only thing that we try not to do is do the actual Facebook lives because we're not the face of the company. So <laughs> uh, not, it's not really helpful if we're doing it. It's not coming for the company at that point then. But yeah, we, we take care of all of that and including the engagement. So responding back to those comments or reaching out to people. We've done that in the past as well, or reaching out to different influencers and that sort of thing as the company. Very good. So if I put myself in the seat of somebody who may be listening to this, who has a business and is not on social media, and now they're convinced that they should be on social media to some extent. And let's face it, social media is even easier to be on than having a website because you don't have to pay anybody to host it or anything like that. So it's an easy way to have an online presence. So they're convinced of that. And now they say, well, I'm going to look into hiring somebody, but you know what? that's got to cost a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So either confirm or dispel that. <laughs> and I'm guessing since you're in business, you can dispel that yeah. and say, you know, it actually is worth your time. So mm -hmm. maybe give an idea. And I know every case is going to be slightly different depending on the uh, amount of time and work and stuff that there's involved. But if you can generalize a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things, so there's so many different social media marketers out there and uh, freelancers and that sort of thing. So it comes down to you, you get what you pay for, right? And you can hire a company to do your social media for $97 a month, but I can tell you 99% of that is automated. It's not them doing anything. Um, and the content that they're producing is the same sort of content they're producing for everybody else that they've, take, that they've taken on. Uh, because if a business is running and they're charging $97 a month, the chances are that the uh, they don't have a lot of time to commit to doing that. Um, so you get what you pay for. Um, so it's it's a bit of an investment. So we're, we're thinking like 500, 1,000, get, get to that point where you, you can actually commit to doing that and investing into your business and find a company that's willing to not just produce content, but create the whole plan so that way you can get the people that are on your social media into your business as leads. And so talk to businesses and figure out which ones are willing to help you set that up. Um, because social media is fantastic and building those relationships are amazing. But if you don't have a way of getting those people from Facebook over into your business, then you're not going to get the same results. So you want to find a company that can do that whole process. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to pin you to a certain price here in this question. I mm -hmm. think you mentioned there, if I caught it right, you mentioned 500 to 1,000 is that that's like a monthly amount that you're paying. So basically yes. it's, it's probably not the right way to word it, but it's like a subscription. You're yeah. paying monthly for the service, blah, blah, blah. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be a monthly retainer uh, typically. And depending on how many platforms you're on and how many times you want to post and what, what you're looking for, um, our clients vary so widely, depending on what they need. A lot of them create their own content. They just need somebody to go in and schedule it all for them and then jump in and respond to comments. Uh, whereas others need, need us to take care of everything. Um, so it varies 
so widely depending on the industry and how much work is going to need to go into it. Mm-hmm. I'm chuckling here because so in my head, I'm imagining this. And so you have say 20 businesses you're working for. So you have 20 monitors up logged into everybody's accounts so that you see different <laughs> notifications as they come up, or is there some cool software that you have that you can monitor them all at once? Yeah. So uh, Hootsuite is really great. So you can schedule all that and go in and look through that. Um, I have multiple mobile devices and none of them ever stopped going off. I had to shut them all off before we started this. Um, and one of them actually, I forgot it went off a few minutes ago. And I was like, no, <laughs> but they're, they're, the notifications never end. But yeah, there yeah. are different programs that you can use to kind of uh, combine that. So that way it's easy to find. And once you're if you're doing this for a business, you kind of have your systems in place on what uh, you can do to kind of keep up to date. And, um, yeah. yeah. So I guess to put it in perspective, because I'm just speaking for myself. Okay. So, and I, but I'm probably in doing so speaking for some listeners. So this is going to be helpful for me and maybe for them. So if I, let's say it costs 500 a month, let's now let's say it costs a thousand a month. That's $12,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So if my ideal client, I hesitate to say that, but if my ideal client um, generated a revenue of $12,000 a year, mm-hmm. I need one client as a result of that effort a year to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if you re- if you just look at the initial part, I think it can be easy to say, that's a lot of money. I don't have that in my budget. But if you look at it as, all I need out of this is one person more to do business with me, then it's not that big of a hurdle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you know that it works, uh, you're able to to justify that cost. So many businesses, they pay for billboards, which are not cheap, or pay for a weekly ad in a, a, magazine, a newspaper or a monthly ad in a magazine. Um, so you're paying for the advertising, but you can't target those specific people, right? And you can't really build that relationship with them, they see it and then they move on. And a lot of times they don't actually even see it. I I got the mail a couple hours ago and there was like 17 different things of junk mail. And I'm like, oh, they were on Facebook. Maybe I pay attention. <laughs> but I didn't even really look through. I just kind of tossed it. And so that all that money that the, these businesses are putting out there, but they're not going to see the same return on investment. So if you can justify that and think about where you're spending your advertising dollars right now, a lot of times it makes it a bit easier to justify. Yeah. And this is, I don't say this to throw any print advertisers under the bus or anything like that. They probably still have their place, but I think of what a business card size ad in the weekly paper costs and you spend that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So very good. Well, for sake of time here, I'm going to start wrapping things up. So I'm going to put show notes on the episode. So everyone who's listening, if you're interested, you can go to our website, Seed Time and Harvest wc.ca actually just got launched today after getting through compliance. So you can go there and look in the show notes. So I'll put your contact information there, but maybe as well, just for the listeners, if you can say what the best way to get a hold of you is and such, if they're interested in contacting you. Yeah. So if you search on it really almost any platform, you search aim social media marketing, you're going to find us there. And the same with our website. If you Google it, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Um, and uh, so we're from Windsor. If you, for some reason it doesn't come up, you can try aim social media marketing Windsor, Ontario, but that's 
social media is the best place. To <laughs> yeah, I chuckled to myself after I asked that. I was like, well, the obvious response is go on social media and you'll find them. But uh, anyway, so we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, one final question just here. I like asking this question before I close the episode up. Anything, any books or things like that, if you had one thing that you would recommend somebody take, sit down and read or listen to, what would that be to kind of prime the pump, I guess, when it comes to this? Yeah. Um, so it's more on the sales funnel kind of concept side of things, but it really does help put things into perspective. Uh, so there's a book called Dotcom Secrets and it's uh, written by Russell Brunson. He's the founder of ClickFunnels. Um, and so he talks a lot about sales funnels and building those relationships with your followers, um, email marketing, the different uh, systems you can have in place to really be successful in your online marketing. Very good. I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. I'm sure there's, I'm sure it's on Amazon so I can link to it on Amazon or something like that. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. Very good. Well, in closing, thanks for coming on. I've really enjoyed it. I've certainly learned some things and I'm going to have to sit down now and evaluate social media strategy and I think probably get some assistance in helping with that. So of course, thanks for coming on. If anybody wants to reach out to you, they can go to the show notes and do so. And uh, yeah, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Fields of Success podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please take a moment to share it with your friends and provide a review. As well, if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please email Brian at podcast at seedtimeandharvestwc.ca. That's podcast at seedtimeandharvestwc.ca. If you would like further information about Brian's firm, Seed Time and Harvest Wealth Council of Manulife Securities Incorporated, please check out the website at www.seedtimeandharvestwc.ca. There you can find more information, schedule a meeting, and check out the notes from this podcast episode. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.